And the master says to both of them, well done, good and trustworthy servant. The third buried his and returned exactly what the master had given him. And his answer was he knew the master to be harsh. And in the end, the master banishes him to outer darkness and to hear the gnashing of teeth. That's just a hard story. It's uncomfortable. It's so final. And if we remember last week, we, we heard about the bridegroom slamming the door in the face of the five bridesmaids who didn't have enough oil. Also, Mike, I do not know you. He said to the bridesmaids. But getting back to the parable of the, the talents, there are two, at least two, distinct interpretations of this parable. One that you might see frequently on television. It would tell you that by working hard, God will reward you. That what you have might be doubled or might be tripled if you are a good servant. It might tell you that if you're not successful, it's because you didn't serve God well enough. They would tell you that your physical well-being and your wealth are a direct result of your faith, of your positive attitude, and your donations. All you have to do is turn on the TV. In my generation, it was Oral Roberts. Today, it's Joel Olstein, Kenneth Copeland, and others. My brothers and sisters, this idea, this concept is not a Jesus. Jesus never said any such thing. He never said that we would be rewarded in this world. And this approach that is so common in our modern society is idolatry. It's irresponsible and it's contrary to Scripture. You see, our service is not about us. The investment of our talents, the investment of our treasure is not about us, but about the responsible use of God-given gifts. It's about the use of our time, and our talents for God. This is a story about working on the Master's behalf. About working on God's behalf. Spreading the Gospel, you see, takes risks. The risks and perils of true discipleship. And there can be no response to God using our gifts that doesn't involve a risk. Whether personal, rejection, 
loss of our financial status or our social status. There's always a risk involved if you're serving the master. And you can't learn, for example, Spanish, unless you're willing to take the risk of being laughed at by fluent speakers. That's me. <laughs> you can't make friends if you're not willing to take a risk and be rebuffed by someone whose esteem you seek. We can never gain more than we're willing to lose. My brothers and sisters, simply put, Jesus wants us to stick our necks out. Wants us to stick our necks out for God's kingdom. The first two slaves, or servants, did just that. And they used it to double the master's investment with which each was entrusted. And they received praise. They also received additional work, additional stewardship. But they also got to share in the master's joy. They received no personal reward or gain, but only the gains for the master. They were building up the master's kingdom. In the case of the third servant, we have failure, we have wrath. The third servant knew the master would be unfair. He took no risk. He used none of his abilities. You see, to take a risk to stick your neck out for God and for His kingdom, it requires trust. You have to trust the Master. You have to trust God. The third servant was concerned only about his, his own security and not that of his Master. He was concerned and he took no risk out of fear of failure. And he refused to even try. You see, everyday prudence and desire for security were not good enough for the master. And they are not the prevailing values of God's kingdom either. When we think about serving the master, when we think about serving God, a lot of things can go through our minds. I found a couple of quotes I'd just love to share with you. One is from Michelangelo, the, the great artist and inventor. And I double-checked this quote in three different places to make sure it was real. Michelangelo, Michelangelo said, The great danger for most of us is not that our aim is too high. And we miss. But that our aim is too low and we reach it. So it is with ministry. And so it is with the church. The very famous lay theologian in the Anglican church, C.S. Lewis, had a similar quote that I'll share with you. It said, Lewis says, aim at heaven. Aim at heaven. God's kingdom. 
And you will get earth from men. Aim at earth. And you'll get neither. And so it is with ministry. So it is with our church. In this consumer-oriented society, if we focus on God's kingdom, His will, we will achieve heaven and get the earthly from the But if we are concerned only for ourselves, our own well-being, our own security, then we will get neither. Sadly, there are churches where this is the case. My brothers and sisters, we are left with decisions Decisions regarding our own stewardship. How will we respond with our talents? How will we demonstrate our trust in God Almighty? How will we respond? In what manner will we respond with our gifts? Will we trust? Or will we seek the safe way thinking of ourselves? Church of Our Savior right now is in the middle of a stewardship campaign. And the results of that campaign will drive the development of the 2024 budget. And propel our ministries and our worship in the coming year. Jesus brought God's kingdom to earth. And we, you and I, are charged with building up that kingdom starting right here at the Church of Our Savior. We're charged with that responsibility until Jesus comes again. And as a Christian community, we must ask ourselves, how can the church of our Savior expand God's kingdom? On an individual basis, how can I be a part of that? With my time, with my talent, with my treasure, which by the way are all God-given gifts. Given to us by our master. How will we invest it? All that we have is His, and it's merely on loan to us, even our very lives. Will we make good use of it? Or will, or will we be too concerned for ourselves and our own security?
may we all fear you. That same 